Welcome everybody to the AP Podcast. I have Jordan Syatt here today. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? For sure. Um, well, let's see. So, long story short, I uh, grew up as a wrestler my whole life. I wrestled since I was eight, and that's how I sort of got into the fitness game. And uh, fortunately, I did really well in that. So, by the time I got to high school, I was wrestling varsity as a freshman, but cutting a ton of weight. So, I was cutting from 112 to 103 basically every week. And then uh, that's sort of how I got into fitness, being in terms of like pretty much right away, my computer almost just fell right off the table. Basically, like <laughs> um, I was always good from technique in wrestling, always like really good technique style wrestler, uh, but strength was my issue. So what I needed to do is I needed to get stronger. I needed to learn how to get lean without losing that strength. So I sort of dove right into the world of fitness at a really young age and got my first personal training job at 14, which was totally illegal. Um, <laughs> but like, I was really fortunate. I got some really amazing mentors, people who were studying under Eric Cressy at that time. And uh, I, I like was pushed right into a world of fitness that was very high-level science-based as opposed to the more bro, like muscle and fitness-based. Um and so from there, it steamrolled. I kept personal training all the way through high school. Um, took a year off between high school and college and traveled to Israel for a year and just basically just um, volunteered and lifted and had a ridiculously fun time. Then uh, I came back, went to school, was competitively lifting. I, I really got deep into the world of competitive powerlifting. Did fortunately very well in that. Um Worked. I I uh, trained at Westside Barbell for about four months. I oh, trained really? At... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sick, uh, dude. Yeah. So I uh, Louis Simmons invited me out there, and that was an incredible experience. So I trained under Louis for four months, competed under Louis, put on three hundred pounds of my total in about that time frame. Um, wow. Then uh, yeah, it was actually crazy because Louis put this thing out saying like I'm looking for a lightweight lifter because. All of his guys, his lightest guy was like 280 pounds. Mm -hmm. So like he was like, I want a light, I want a light guy. And um, I was a freshman in college, and I sent him an email. I still have these emails on my on my thing. I saved them, and basically I was like, Hey, I'll do anything to come train with you. Just like I'll fucking scrub the floors, I'll take the trash out, I'll do whatever. Just like let me come. And he responded, I'll never forget this. He goes, Our weakest guy squats 800 pounds. What do you have to offer? <laughs> and uh and I was a freshman in college so I was I was like partially starstruck because I had followed Louis Simmons for years and and then partially I was like well fuck you so I wrote back and I was like I don't give a shit what your weakest guy or strongest guy squats I'll work harder than you and everyone in your gym and um basically he was like all right cool so what happened was he ended up calling me the as I was walking out of my um my door, my uh, dining hall in college. So I was walking out with several friends, but it was an unknown number from Ohio, so I didn't pick up. And I checked the voicemail, and immediately it's like, "Hey, Jordan, it's Louis Simmons." And I like was like, "Shut the fuck up!" No one called me. And basically, he we got on the phone, and he uh, we spoke for about forty five minutes. And he at the end of it, he was like, "Why don't you come during your spring break, and we'll have a tryout to see if this is going to be a good fit." So I went during my spring break. 
and he put me through two of the most grueling days of training you can ever imagine. Basically, I walk in and I was like, I was like, what are we doing? He's like, you're going to start off with deadlifts. I was like, okay, cool. So how much weight, how many sets and reps? And he goes, use as much weight as possible and go until it hurts too much. And, uh, and I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I did that. And I was like, what's next? He's like front squats. I was like, how many weight, how much weight, how many sets and reps? He's like, as much as possible, go until it hurts too much. And like literally every single exercise for two days straight was as much weight as possible, go until it hurts too much, which was his way of saying, you told me you're going to work harder than everybody in here, so go fuck yourself and let's see if you're actually going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the two days, he shook my hand and said, I'll see you over the summer. So I went back to school for about a month and a half, got an apartment in Ohio, and I stayed, I went back to Ohio for the entire summer. And um, that was amazing. And then uh, the next winter, I actually interned and worked at Cressy Performance for about three months. Nice. Um, and then all this time building my online business, so writing articles for my website, for other websites, Muscle and Fitness, Men's Fitness, CNN featured me, Huffington Post. So pretty much just writing all through college. I had no college life other than lifting and competing and building my business. Um, and basically, that was it, man. So by the time I graduated college, I didn't have to work for anybody else. So I just had my online business and I was doing that. Then I ended up moving to Israel because I didn't have to be in the state. So I moved in to Israel and I was living there for a while. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was living in Israel a, a year ago. I was living in Israel and then I got a really cool opportunity to coach Gary Vaynerchuk. So I moved from Tel Aviv to New York literally almost exactly a year ago. Wow. And I've been here since. Yeah, tell us, tell us, I was going to say, um, tell us a little bit about that transition of like how the opportunity came up and uh, what it's like to actually train Gary Vee. So it's insane. So basically, um, it all happened because of, um, it all happened, it started because of my content. So I had been writing articles from 2011 and Gary's old coach, Mike, had, was following me. Mm -hmm. um, he had like been aware of my work for a long time. And so basically he was following me and there's actually comments on my website from Mike in 2011 before like we even knew each other, before Mike was ever coaching Gary. Um, and basically so what happened was Mike ended up reaching out to me and we connected, we became good friends. Mike, about a year after that, announced that Gary was looking for a new coach and I wasn't going to apply like I didn't think I would get it I think I thought it was like a, there were so many people applying I was like there's no way and my online was doing pretty well so I was like ah what, what's the point um but I eventually I applied I just I said Mike throw my name in the hat so I was living in Israel at the time and then uh I didn't hear anything for about four months so I just figured okay the job was taken someone else got it and then one day Mike contacted me and he was like are you still interested and I was like yeah dude absolutely so I was living in Tel Aviv and he was like, cool, so we need you to fly to New York to coach Gary for an hour. <laughs> and I was, I was like, this was in, um, this was in February of last year. And I was like, great, that's awesome. I'll do it in June because I'm going to be back for a wedding. He was like, oh no, we need you to do it this week. And I was like, oh, I can't do it this week because my mom is coming to Israel for her first time next week and that's like really iffy going back and forth between like Israel like that quickly. Like I don't know if they'll accept my passport, whatever. He was like, all right, well, like if you really want this, you got to do it this week. So, <laughs> so <laughs> totally I, didn't, on you. I didn't tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell a single person. 
I, I didn't even tell my roommate. I had a roommate in Israel. And uh, I left Israel, flew to New York, got in at 5 a.m., coached Gary at, the, at 6 a.m. the following morning, and immediately flew back to New York right after that. So I was in New York for, for about 28 hours. Um, and I flew back to Tel Aviv after that. So I was in New York for about 28 hours, and I got back to Tel Aviv, and my roommate was just like, he was like, where were you, like a girl's house or something? Like he had no idea where I was. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I just went. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't want to jinx. <laughs> um, and basically Mike was like, all right, I'll let you know in about a month. Oh, no, he, yeah, he's like, I'll let you know by the end of April or by the end of March if you got it. So this was um, mid-February now. So a month, month and a half goes by. April 1st comes, nothing from Mike. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't get it. So I just I shot him a text. I was like, hey, I'm assuming I didn't get it, but just want to like check just in case. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll let you know in five days. Um, so five days goes by, nothing. And Mike is like, hey, I'll let you know in 48 hours. 48 hours goes by, nothing. And, uh, and basically when he said 48 hours, I went to my email list, which at that point in time had about 11,000 people. And I was like, guys, I need a huge favor. Uh, I need you to go to Gary Vaynerchuk's Facebook wall and write on his wall and tell him why I should be his coach. And so like my, my list went and flooded his wall just like the most incredibly nice, encouraging, supportive things I've ever seen in my life. I stayed up the entire night answering every single one saying, thank you, I appreciate you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, so then those 48 hours goes by, nothing, and I was like, fuck, he thought that was cocky, he didn't like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like on my head. Um, and then about three days later, Mike calls me at one in the morning, and he was like, uh, hey, so just want to let you know, Gary, he really liked you a lot. You're a really good coach, but we just wanted to let you know now that uh, you got the job and you have to move to New York. So then, like within a week of that, I had an apartment in New York and I was coaching Gary. That's crazy! Wow. It was, yeah, absolutely insane. Wow, dude. Yeah. Well, I see like social media all the time. Uh, you're coaching and stuff. What kind of training do you guys do together? Because um, I know you're really. Uh, you used to be powerlifting and stuff like that, and now you're kind of getting into mobility. Uh, what kind of stuff do you do with him? Because, I mean, obviously he's not trying to get jacked. I mean, maybe he is, but... <laughs> yeah, so, so it's interesting. When I first came, the initial discussions that we had made it seem like he was really trying to get jacked. That's based on, awesome. Like, that, that's like what it was... But that's like what the initial discussions made it seem like. Yeah. And so when you first meet someone, first of all, you have to understand, like, I met Gary and I, I was like starstruck and I was like it was a very interesting experience to be go to go from following this guy religiously to coaching him and him being like you're my boss essentially where he was like you are you are the CEO of my body you tell me what to do so now I'm telling this guy what to do which is really a huge mind fuck um, basically, but I wanted to learn what his goals were. So we sat down, he spoke about it here and there. And basically he was like, you know, I want to work on my chest. I want to work on my arms, all this stuff. And so everything was sort of based around physique, but over time it really started to like make sense that he didn't really, he want, he cares about his physique. He cares more about feeling good. Uh, yeah. he cares more about, he had hip pain. He had really, really serious hip pain. He had, he has a torn shoulder. He has like torn muscle in his shoulder he had a serious neck problems which you can only imagine because he looks down at his phone about 25 hours a day so like he, he had serious serious pain 
And so it transferred from focusing on physique to focusing on feeling absolutely amazing. Um, now, by Gary's choice and by the, the way he created this role of a job is the, the rule is the coach is going to have to work out with him seven days a week. So we literally train seven days a week, Monday to Monday, no matter what, which means we're not going to be lifting heavy seven days a week. So usually, depending on the phase that we're in, it'll either be three days a week of strength or four days a week of strength. Uh, and then three days a week of more mobility, soft tissue, yoga type stuff. But uh, even on the strength training days, especially in the past three months or so, there's been a really big emphasis the first 20 to 30 minutes of mobility, soft tissue, yoga, movement. And then we hit a lot of density circuits and just try and get in. Because we're supposed to have an hour together. Mm-hmm. But a, a day that I have a full hour with that guy is like as a gift. Like you, It's usually somewhere between like, 45 to 55 minutes max yeah yeah i would i would assume that yeah but your time management is pretty pretty crazy with that too uh do you guys have like set schedule or do you guys is he just like tells you when <laughs> no it's most usually if we're in new york which is not that common so we're based in new york but we're traveling constantly so if we happen to be in New York, odds are it's going to be a 6 to 7 a.m. workout. Sometimes it'll be 5.30 to 6.30. Sometimes it'll be 7 to 8. Usually 6 to 7, 8 times out of 10. Um, if we're traveling, who knows? Yeah. No idea. Like yeah. it, could be, it could be a midnight workout. We've literally done midnight workouts in London. It could be a 2.30 p.m. workout in Chicago. It, who knows? Like whatever it is, whatever, we can fit that hour in. But his assistant and I are – in contact constantly being like okay so this is a schedule what can we move around how are we going to make this work yeah well that's awesome i bet you got to go to a lot of cool places too oh, yeah it's fun man it's it's uh it's a hell of an experience that is for sure seriously though yeah that's that's crazy that uh that's i was so glad because i follow gary like kind of really religiously also and um he kind of got because he kind of got me going with what i'm doing now with my online business um and I don't know if you started out, you know, if, if he was around and started his social media domination when you were my age. But, uh, but yeah, definitely kind of struck something. And then I followed him, and that's how I wanted to contact you because I was like, well, somebody that uh, is so into social media and, and connecting with people and, and about the, the hustle, the entrepreneurship, and then what better way to actually, like, interact with his trainer because that's what I want to do in life is uh, to to help people through diet, nutrition, uh, training, and stuff like that. So, no, I think that's that's freaking awesome, dude. And uh, yeah, I hope that that you just get to keep going with that, and then leads to more opportunities. But um, other than like training Gary V, uh, what else? I mean, I went through your social media pretty pretty heavily also, and I know like right now you're on the kick of like you know really hitting certain exercises, certain uh, debates with foods. Uh, you got people trying to copy you because your information's so good. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, I guess, like common things why you're posting those things right now. Um, whether it's like ab exercises or like today I think or yesterday it was, or maybe the difference between a sweet potato and a white potato. Um, kind of like go through some, I guess, myths of like what people think. Uh, that you've experienced and what, how you can like help the viewers listening right now um, for people like starting out, uh, for even intermediate people, uh, what they can do uh, in your eyes uh, to really help them 
you know, keep moving along and not buy into the hype of things? Yeah, so basically, like, everything that I'm doing, and one thing I'm trying to get better at all the time is trying to figure out how to relate to people better. And so there's a, it's called the curse of knowledge, and basically, after a certain level, after you become, like, an expert in something, you almost always have the curse of knowledge, where you just expect everyone to have a base level knowledge. Oh, where you yeah. Start, yeah, I you totally, yeah. expect everyone to just, like, oh my god, you don't know this, what the fuck? And it's like that is ignorant on your part because you didn't know that at one point either and you can't expect other people to as well. Mm. And it's interesting with social media now because, for example, I know on my Facebook feed, I'm sure on your Facebook feed or whatever feed you're on, you're constantly surrounded by all of the best information. Like you see great content. You see like people promoting good good uh, habits and strategies with training and nutrition. So you just assume that's on everybody's feed. Meanwhile, like you don't realize that the tea toxes and body wraps and bullshit is really what's on most people's feed. Yeah, no uh, joke. Jesus Christ. So, so for me, my goal has been to really try and hit the crowd that is not in the science-based crowd, and that's the majority of people. The science-based crowd, even though it feels big because we're a big part of it, it's really very, very, very small. The, the mainstream media are the ones who are seeing the mainstream population, they're seeing all the bullshit and that's what they're being marketed. So I was like, I want to break out of this science-based crowd and really hit the mainstream. And uh, the best way to do that is to use really common things that they see and hear on a daily basis and disrupt their reality with it. Um, so for example, like if I made a title of something being like, um, what is the optimal meal, optimal meal frequency? That would not get their attention relative to do you have to eat six small meals per day, right? It's like it's something as simple as just like understanding the verbiage that they use. What do they hear? You know for a fact that they hear you need to eat six small meals a day to stoke their metabolic fire. So instead of being like optimal meal frequency question mark, you just say like do you have to eat six small meals a day? And so for me or like sweet potato versus white potato – common knowledge in the mainstream is that sweet potato is healthier. So now you have people getting sweet potato fries because they think they're being healthy. It's like, well, let's fucking talk about this because you're, that's not actually accurate. Yeah. So the biggest thing that like, that's how sort of I'm structuring my content creation strategy. And then if you're not in business or you actually want to learn more about fitness stuff, the number one is like my Instagram is plastered with this shit. So if you want to go check that out, it's Syatt Fitness, S-Y-T-T Fitness. But basically Everything that I'm doing that I try and push is really understanding that there is no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's no healthy or unhealthy. And when most people hear this, they immediately get a little defensive. They're immediately like, this yeah. guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. They're like, they're like, of course there's something that's healthy and unhealthy. Like, and the, I guarantee like the, the number one for whatever reason, their immediate response is really Twinkies are healthy. That's like always the first food that people will throw out. Really Twinkies are healthy. And it's like the issue is people are thinking very isolated when they think, well, really Twinkies are healthy. It's like you're only thinking in terms of that one food. And the reality is this. If all you eat is Twinkies, yeah, that's really fucking unhealthy. Yeah. In the same way that if all you eat is broccoli, that's really fucking unhealthy yeah. because you're not getting all the nutrients you need. You're not getting the right – like yes, like – would I rather you in general eat broccoli more than Twinkies? A hundred percent. But in the same way that if you only have one food, then you're going to miss out on everything else. You can also sometimes have a food and be totally fine. So 
my goal is to promote, promote more moderation and a lot more above all else, even higher level than just nutrition, critical thinking and analyzing. It's most people are not good at critical thinking because they're just constantly bombarded with this is right, this is wrong. So if I can get people to start thinking and being like, oh shit, like I've been told this, but this actually makes a lot of sense, then they can start to do that on their own when someone presents them with an idea, when someone says they have to do this or they have to do that. Now, just because even though I said the sweet potato, white potato thing, even though it didn't necessarily talk about long duration cardio versus hit, they can start to think, well, does that actually make a difference? Like, is there really much of like a, because they have that critical thinking background now yeah no i totally agree um that there is so much fucking bullshit uh that is it is crazy how there much how much bullshit there really is ingrained in people's minds even at a young age because obviously parents to kids and then they just grow up that way um but of more of portion control or you know really understanding the, the macro micro deal um not even that just like logically you know what I'm eating, I'm putting in my body, and then how many, how much I'm exerting. Like it's kind of just relating to maybe putting fuel in your in your car or putting a wood putting wood on a fire. Um, it's more of like, yeah, these foods might be healthier, but they're really not in the grand scheme of things gonna be like. You can't eat, like you said, Twinkies, or you can't eat a freaking piece of pizza. You can't eat a burger and fries. Um, it's it, it's it's cool. It's it's really cool when you get to show them that, and then they eat that those things. Like for example, one of my clients right now, um, uh, what I like to do is incorporate you know different types of meals, just like what you're saying, but to make them really understand that they don't have to eat chicken and rice every goddamn meal every single day, because that's what yeah. the most common thing is. People are come to me. And they'll say, "Well, yeah, I've been I've been eating chicken and rice and eggs and a lot of broccoli." And I'm like, "Sweet, are you are you burnt out on that? Or like, it's not the only thing you have to eat?" And like, "Well, I just you know I'm just trying to eat healthier." I'm like, "Okay." So this one client I'm having, I was like, "What is your favorite food? What is your favorite thing? You know, social interactions." And he's just like, "I love buffalo wild wings." I'm like, "Well, fuck it. Every Saturday you're gonna go eat buffalo wild wings with your friends, and you're gonna keep training. How are you training? And we're gonna keep." eating how we're eating during the week and he's like really and i was like yeah we're gonna, we're gonna do it <laughs> and then every single week he's losing a pound two pounds or whatever and he's just like what the fuck's going on and that's an so that's awesome that that's the coolest thing that you'll probably experience too is showing the people that they can they can uh enjoy and um not always have to chick stick to that chicken and rice you know dude that's one of the things i think about a lot is like i think about my impact on people like what do I want my impact to be yeah and it's difficult because I think a lot of people I think a lot of people don't actually think about that question number one but for me a huge success with social media for example is my if my impact is solely that someone has less stress around food right if someone can look at my content and walk away and now not get anxiety because there isn't brown rice available, like <laughs> job done, right? And that's how you can start to build build healthy relationships with food. And this is a whole other topic where people look at Twinkies as unhealthy. It's like, okay, 
you're looking at the nutrition side, but what about the mental side? Like there's more to health yeah. than just what you're putting in your body. Yeah. There are people there are people who eat very healthy foods but have tremendously unhealthy relationships with food mm. and they are losing their hair. They don't have a period if they're a woman. They are losing muscle mass. They are like they can't go out in social situations because they're so their relationship with food is so unhealthy that they can't eat anything other than what they believe to be healthy. And pardon me, but that's not fucking healthy at all. You know what I mean? So people have this idea of what healthy is. It's like there's so much more to health than just the individual thing you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I actually went through uh, phases. I've like competed in uh, men's physique and stuff like that. Um, and that is – oh, I did it like the bro, the bro way, chicken and rice, you know, in the very beginning. And um, definitely psychologically – I can tell that, like, maybe I'm mentally tough enough and, like, I really don't give a shit and I'll just, you know, whatever. But that post, that post show or post whatever or, um, you know, when you're pretty low body fat percentage, the psychological part of of uh, of the food itself, not because of, like, if it's good or bad, but, like, because you're craving it, the rebound and the binge is fucking huge. Like, once you start, it's like, you know, there's obviously – the, the science of like leptin and ghrelin and all that shit being through just carbohydrates. But I mean like psychologically, if you haven't had that in so long and then you get a taste, you know, it's just like, you know, normal human existence is to, to want more of that shit because it tastes good, right? So – And because usually when you have that set date, this is, this is why I don't really like having a date. Like uh, why actually I don't say like my programs are eight weeks or 12 weeks. I'm like, no, you can work with me however long you want is because – if someone has like, okay, this is a 12-week program, then at they have a date in mind of when the program's over and they build up the what, oh my god, when this is over, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat this and I can't wait to eat this. And it's like if you're building that up for 90 fucking days, you better believe – like people legit have plans of what they're going to eat yeah. when they're done cutting. Oh, dude. Like, if you only that's knew. That's the yeah. Yeah, all my buddies, <laughs> the guys that I, I was on my team, and I don't know how it is with like strength training and stuff like that. If you guys have, I know you have a lot of periodization in your training, but maybe like more of, of the food aspect. Um, I'm sure that you you count all that stuff, but I don't know how strict in, it, you guys went. But all of the, my team, uh, as we went, I mean, I wasn't that kind of individual because, like I said, I don't I didn't like have an attachment to food in the beginning, but everybody else did, and I mean, there'd be just sacks full of Oreos and Pop-Tarts and fucking Twinkies and goddamn everything you could imagine planning this day. And, yep. uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Dude, people, like, become obsessed with watching the Food Network. They become obsessed mm-hmm. with, like, looking on Pinterest at, like, people's, like, food on Pinterest. Yeah. It's like, fucking it sharing becomes that on Facebook a, all the time. Yeah, man. It's, uh, and it's crazy. And it's, and those are the same people who will also be, like, Oh my God! You're having white white rice instead of brown rice. It's so unhealthy. It's like you just spent eight hours on Pinterest coming up with an idea of how you're gonna binge at the end of these eight weeks. Relax. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. you. It's yeah. Like, let's actually like develop an overall healthy lifestyle, not just like this one aspect. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's, it's uh, the thing. So you don't really set a date with your clients at all. You just obviously you have to have like goal dates, like. Do you go through goal setting and stuff like that? But more We do goal setting for sure, but I will never say you have to reach this by this date. I'm like, let's just set your goals and then we talk very frequently. 
But like, I will never say you have to hit this by this day. What if they're fucking? What if they have an uncle that dies, or what if like they have a yeah, crisis? No, birth? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, and then now they feel like a failure because you set this arbitrary date that means nothing. It's like the reality is this: like when you set a date, it all of a sudden becomes a program for that period of time. Whereas when people work with me, I don't want it to be a program. I want it to be the beginning of a lifestyle. And I'm very clear about that and being like, listen, if we work together for six months, like that is not a lot of time. Most of my clients work with me for well in for years, one year, two year, three years. I have clients for five, six years now. And it's because it's the precedent has been set that this isn't a program. This is like what we're gonna like the what you do this month will be very different than what you do in a year from now. And like we're gonna grow together, we're gonna learn together. Like that precedent is set because usually, let's say for, I literally just got off a consult call before we got on the phone. Uh, a woman was telling me she had been tracking her macros religiously, and it was like weighing on her. And I was, and I was like, and she's like, I don't want to do that the rest of my life. And I was like, you shouldn't have to do that the rest of your life, especially if you don't want to. Like for some people, it's great. For some people, no. Um, if I told you that this is the only way to make progress that you had to count for the rest of your life. She would just quit because it's weighing on her. It's not like fun for her. It's just not in line with her. So like I can say, hey, we're going to do this for X number of days and then we're not going to do this and we're going to do this for like however long and we're going to switch phases and like by being able to be in flux, you're able to keep going for more and you understand that there's not one quick fix program that it's all the sum of the programs put together that when you're 90 and still jacked, that's how it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Do you do you find um, do you keep? Obviously, you have to have a method of keeping motivation, though, of uh, doing that. Um, I guess like having extended periods of time with people changing their lifestyle. I'm all about that. Like that's what I um, really stress with clients and give a lot of attention in that is the change in lifestyle itself. But like how. How do you use or how do you keep motivation if there's not uh, like a goal date or like um, like a something like blocks of achievement? You know what I mean? Like rewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a reward system? I guess is what I'm saying. No, not a reward system. It's mostly like for me. It's here's the thing. Like when I work with clients, it's it's more about building the relationship than it is about anything else. Um, and I, I, I don't know like anything about your clients. We might have very different client and who our clients are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, but for my, my, I actually, I don't work with physique competitors. And like when someone applies to my coaching program, I send them a PDF and one of the disqualifications for working with me is if you're a physique competitor, yeah. um, I will not do it. I, I'm like so sick of it. And so like. I don't agree with so much of what happens within that. I, number one, I would never want to step on a stage and have someone judge my body based on their opinion. Like you can fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, and I don't. And like the amount of women and men I've seen that have serious eating disorders because of that and horrible relationships with their bodies because of that. I'm like I'm not going to support that. Number one. Number two is I've had enough physique competitors ask me like, okay, well, should I cook my broccoli or have it raw? To the point where I'm like, fucking A, just eat your damn broccoli. I'm not working with this anymore. Like, this is it's too anal. It's too ridiculous. Yeah. I want you to go and have a beer and relax and, like, not worry about it. Um, so my – it's what I found is this. Most people come to me 
saying, I want to get shredded. Most people turn into the person who says, I'm really happy with how my body looks. And that is like what I want to happen. Like maybe, maybe they don't get to 3% body fat, like they're going to step on a stage, but they get to 12% and they are insanely confident and they feel really good. And then they can sort of manage it themselves and, and choose from there on out. Yeah, no. And I, I totally agree. Um, I haven't competed a long time. I do uh, prep people for the shows and stuff like that. Uh, just because it's kind of how I like got in with one of my mentors and stuff like that, learning about all this. So I kind of kept it uh, as something that I enjoyed because of like the manipulation you can do and stuff like that. But I understand like <laughs> it's so not healthy. Totally understand that. But uh, for the people who are like. I guess the big thing is there's people, obviously, people are going to do what they want to do. Like, they're going to, even if you say, you know, fuck you, you shouldn't do that. Obviously, what you just said, you're not going to do it. Um, so I guess, like, giving them guidance in a way of, like, you know, of all the drug use and stuff like that, of uh, really guiding them, at what, like, towards the smart stuff and staying away from that, you know what I mean? Because people who, uh, like, prep bikini or figure or guys or whatever and um if it's like their first show and then they're taller or they're like a susceptibility to drugs like i know some coaches are just like okay just stop eating pretty much and then take some high stimulant stuff and there you go and it's just like what and um yeah so i've like i still i'm still in that realm because i have a couple athletes when i started and um they've just like it's just with our passions in the sport but like I'm transitioning, and that's why I want to reach out to you, and um, like reaching out to other guys uh, from like a science-based standpoint of of this for training, but also the lifestyle, because um, I'm really getting into lifestyle coaching, I guess you could say almost in a sense of with clients rather than just uh, okay, let's lose 20 pounds or 10 pounds or whatever it is. It's like no, 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 no. I want to be posting up stuff of like why this is beneficial to you and you're learning in the process and it's it's amazing to me that in the beginning they're like i don't give a shit dude you can give me whatever you want i just want to like you know lose this weight that's what i want the results i see the results that's what i want and so then i kind of have to go with that in the beginning and i'm like okay but then as the time goes on as you just said like in the in the end they're like so yeah, I can switch this out for this, and I'm I can eat this tonight, and yeah, I'm gonna do this tonight, exactly. and, switch, and you know what I mean. Like so, just making that you know, just go running that by you, so I can do that, just to make sure. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, it sounds awesome. And so, you know, so exactly what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's the probably the difference between you and me is just because of my background. Um, but in the very beginning, it was like performance, for, uh, like in high school and stuff like that. I played sports, um, but then. Uh, it was kind of like a compet like I still have that competitive mindset, you know. So then I had to like do something after, and I didn't get into strength training, unfortunately. But I did that, and uh, I don't know. It's a it's definitely a grueling process, but uh, not for everybody. But but yeah. Anyways, are um, you do you want to compete again? You want to do like big competitions? Well, no. I mean, I don't think that like after I was actually thinking about it in like the summertime, but. Then it was kind of like an impulse decision, you know, like thought on emotion real quick. And I was like thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? How is that really going to benefit me overall right now? You know, as I'm growing as a business, 
uh, going through and finishing school out and uh, like managing relationships. I mean, dude, the you don't have relationships when you're competing. Like, and if you do, they're not gonna last too long. But not trying to talk shit on the sport because I mean I think it's pretty cool what you can do. But also like you gotta you gotta know yourself and you gotta know you know what the process is and that's the hardest thing is to show people like in the beginning giving them perspective of like how this is gonna go. It's not gonna be this sunshine and rainbows fucking cut and you're gonna like lose weight you know literally and just you're mentally gonna be okay and um, so yeah. Uh, 100%. What you just said is like the quintessence of why I don't do figure conscious and I, I know I don't make a goal date and why I don't have this stuff because most of my clients have kids. Most of my clients have spouses. Most of my clients have jobs. And it's like am I going to tell a mom who has three kids like you can't have a relationship because uh, – you got to be hitting. You got to get your morning cardio in. You got to get your afternoon strength training in. You got to be. If you hit, if you miss your macros one day, you're fucked. Like what in the hell? No, absolutely yeah. not. Like I'm gonna say, if you don't hit your macros one day, fucking awesome. Get back on it next day. I don't care. Like, did you have fun with your kids? I hope so. That's great. You had the ice cream with them. Fucking fantastic. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, and it, so they don't freak out about it. And then because when they don't freak out, that's when they're more likely to get back on track. Yeah. That is literally exactly why I don't do that stuff. Yeah. No, and I and I and I uh, as I transition into becoming a little older now and like deeper in development of with clients, it's definitely clear to me like the the route and um, really like like you we were talking about before is the psychological part of everything is pretty much like the base. Like honestly, uh, to win them over and to be their not their best friend, but like, you know, to really connect with them and be with them on the journey rather than just like telling them here, eat this. Um, and yeah, another thing is what you said is, you know, if the sum comes up or, or they don't meet their macros, it's like, you know, big, it's not going to kill you, you know, like exactly. tomorrow's, tomorrow's going to come, well, hopefully and, uh, and just get back on. So, but anyways, um, I guess transitioning to something new, you actually have a new podcast. You want to tell us a little bit about your uh, your podcast? Yeah, for sure. It's basically if you're interested in building your own online business, um, it's called the Online Fitness Business Podcast. And so obviously it's very specific to the fitness industry, but it's going to be if you want to start an online business of any kind it's going to be very beneficial. We talk everything about how to build social media, how to get more followers, how to get more interaction with your followers, turn them into clients, everything from email marketing, how to get more email leads, how to sell via email, um, to actually how to build online business systems, how to build coaching systems, how to interact with your clients, how to build a referral network. Like Everything that you would need to know to build an online business is what we're talking about. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll uh, link that up uh, in the description stuff. But, uh, all right, well then, dude, like, I love, I, this is awesome, I, like, reaching out, and then I, I appreciate it so much for, like, you know, actually hitting up, hitting me up, and uh, messaging me back, and then emailing me, and, and not not very many people, well, hell, I mean, I've sat there and reached out to so many people, and you're one of the few that actually had the courtesy of, like, messaging me back, setting up, you know, here you are on a on a podcast with me. I mean, you don't know how much it really does mean to me, uh, because I'm, you know, young. I'm only 20 years old. I'm growing, um, and I'm looking up to people like you uh, to see like transitioning of what, like I kind of want to go into. 
and you like I know that a big thing that people know you as now is like Gary V's coach but like looking past that and to really seeing that you like started what you just said like what I'm doing right now gives me a lot of motivation to see what I can do you know what I mean so I just want to say thank you for that Dude, hundred percent, man, and you're doing all the right things. Which is like, it's weird for me to be on this end because I was on that end, and like the way I think of like me is like being on that end. Right? I was on my fucking college dorm room couch talking to like John Romanello or fucking whoever, being like, "How did you do this? Like, what am I doing? Like, how does this happen?" And uh, the the best advice that I ever got for business, which I got when I was nineteen was content is king just like put out great content over and over and over and that was it that was like that was before i knew who gary was that was before anything like everything that i did was based around creating content there's a reason i have over 500 free articles on my website there's a reason like you know i have i've been featured on all these different things it's because like just put out great content over and over and over and over again you're going to have amazing days as a business owner you're going to have the worst days as a business owner just like in the same way like your clients their weight will go down and then it will fluctuate up and like they'll get really pissed off and like it doesn't matter that's normal like you're going to have like an amazing week with business then you're going to have the shittiest week with business and it's normal um so it's it's a really fun ride man it's it's not a it's definitely not the life for everybody but like I respect what you're doing I respect the way you reach out I respect the content you're putting out so keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna dominate dude I really appreciate that man um, for sure yeah yeah you too just keep I, I'm excited to see uh, how things start uh, un, unveiling you know with the podcast and just like whatever you have next you never know with you guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, I guess is there anything like you could leave for the my viewers and stuff? Uh, probably more demographic of uh, generation of my age, um, twenty year olds coming up, maybe interested in like uh, the fitness industry, maybe personal training or coaching like I'm doing. Maybe people who are wondering about how they should start. Maybe they're like going to college, they gain some weight from you know partying and stuff. Maybe they're just starting their lives uh, and getting married and um, not knowing how to, to manage uh, their nutrition because they don't have the same metabolism as they did in high school and shit like that. Is there anything maybe you just give for, for, for closing this out? Yeah. Um, number one, I would say – the first thing I'm going to say is this. If all you're thinking about is your nutrition, stop. Like if that – if your nutrition dictates your life – you need to take a second look at, at everything going on. Like if you're going to Thanksgiving with Tupperware, if you're nervous about enjoying yourself on your birthday, like there's there's something that you need to address and it's understanding that no one ever got skinny from eating a salad and no one ever got fat from eating a donut. Salad. It's like all, progress is all about consistency, not rigidity. It's the most important thing. So don't demonize any certain food. Don't think that just because you enjoy yourself out one time that everything is gone. Like keep them more of an open mind. Number two, I would say um, if there was one thing that I could say to every college kid, keeping in mind I was in college a couple of years ago. So like really important to uh, – I think a lot of times people hear like they're in college and they hear someone say that and they're like, oh, well, that motherfucker, like whatever. It's like I was just in college a couple of years ago. So like I'm, I'm not – I'm 25. Um, so – one thing that every college kid needs to understand is that in college, you have so much fucking time, it's insane. 
and I don't care what you're made. Maybe for an engineering student, you don't have as much time. But otherwise, I was I was an engineering student. So, in college, you have more time than you'll ever have in the rest of your life, ever. Um, usually, college kids are like, "I'm so busy, I'm so busy." It's like, yeah, but you are taking a nap in the middle of the day. And at least one, and you are waking up probably pretty late on the weekends, and like you might be going out to dinner at like four or five for drinks, whatever. You were gonna have more time now than you will ever have the rest of your life. And what I would very much encourage you to do is focus on learning nutrition over spending more time in the gym. When you get older, when you have a real job, when you have a family, your time in the gym is going to plummet. I know people who would be in the gym twice a day in college and they would go right when they woke up. They woke, they would go later in the day in between classes, whatever. Um, and that was their way of maintaining the body that they wanted. And as soon as they got out, they were fucked because the, all of a sudden they don't have that time anymore. They're tired. They don't – whatever. If you learn nutrition now while you're in college, if you learn the right way to do it, which is if you hit your calories, you hit your protein – you will go you will be able to when you're 40 you'll look better than you do now and that's like the most amazing thing when you can be like continually improving as opposed to by the way most of my clients who like come to me 28 35 45 55 60 and they're like I don't know what happened I just ballooned up if you could do the opposite of that and then you don't have to worry about the health risks associated with it and you can just be like that be 60 years old looking amazing feeling amazing like that's that's how you set yourself up for long-term success nice yeah no thank you for that i appreciate that i think a lot of people uh listen to this and watching this right now are uh gonna value that and understand that it's it doesn't take rocket science and it's just about preparation and uh you know what do you want in the long term i think that long-term thinking is probably it's, it's a lot more important than people think of it think it is right now so 100% man well dude listen thank you for having me I appreciate it you've been a pleasure and uh, if there's anything I can do please let me know dude yeah let's keep you in touch appreciate it Jordan alright man